on Rural Queensland today. It is Tuesday morning, the 13th of September this year, slowly getting away on us. Deb Frecklington joins us this morning, the member, the member for Nanango. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning, Dobbo. Yeah, going very well. Uh, can we just talk, um, and it's without notice, and, and I'm going to get to lots that's going on, but this rental crisis is deepening. And we've been talking about it, shortage of houses in rural and regional Queensland, and it's now translated to places where, it, to the cities, the metropolitan areas. And there is pleas coming everywhere. Now, the, the, the problem that I have, and I might be completely ignorant, is that if, if the Premier and, and the Labor government honestly believed in trying to fix this, we could send people regionally and create more, more opportunities. Yet... Um, it, yet what she's done is she's just put herself, like she wants to be the head of the Olympic Committee. She wants to be head of everything of the COVID. She wants to be able to hold the own meetings and, and cabinet meetings and it can't happen without her. Now, surprise, surprise, she's decided that she's going to have a landmark summit and she's going to head the housing crisis talks. Well, it's been created by her. So I, I, I don't understand, and I get passionate about this because everybody should be able to have a home or a house, and it is diabolical. This is desperate. Now she wants to host an initial roundtable discussion. Too little, too late. Yeah, look, Dobbo, I think you're right. One of the biggest issues here is if you look at the long-term planning for housing in Queensland, we've really been, um, it's really been definitely not even delayed. It's just been at a halt. Uh, the government in their own figures, the government has been showing up for not investing in social housing, um, but also it's not just social housing, any form of housing. And this is one of the, the big issues. We know in regional areas, um, some of the, the government's own stock is actually being sold off. Uh, this is a problem of the government's own making. And when they haven't increased housing stock in the last seven years, no wonder we're now at crisis point. And if you add with all the extra people moving up to Queensland, buying houses and pushing uh, the you know um, pushing the rental prices up, I mean this is this has all happened under the premier's watch, and she very much is late to the party right now. I mean, there's one one house that I'm aware of in Nanango, for example. It's a government house that's been sitting vacant for two years, and you'd have to ask why. Um, we couldn't have a family in that house. So, w- w- do they? W- what's the reasoning? Do they have a reasoning, or there's just nothing? No, there's no reason at all. And I've asked the housing minister that question, um, and of course, no response. And I'll let you know when I do get a response. But the figures are really damning, Dobbo, when you look at the increase in even social housing. It's less than less than a couple of percent over the last seven years. And, I mean, if a government fails to plan, this is exactly what happens. And in relation to the Premier's Housing Summit, this we know has come just from the pressure that has been put on her, not just by the major media, but obviously the opposition. But the, the issue that I have with the summit, let's hope she actually opens it up and listens to people, not just has another government talk fest. Yeah, well, that's what she's done, and and uh, we've got drama after drama going on at the present moment. Can I ask you this? And I, and I say this with, how does it get fixed overnight? It, uh, to me, it, it just can't. The only way is we we open up the regions. It to me, it's getting people out of the metropolitan areas, putting people in regional areas, which will create more population, which will create create more work, more jobs, bigger economy. Yet 
she doesn't want to pull the trigger on this. Well, and I think the issue is is much larger um, for regional Queensland than just housing, uh, because we know that in every regional town there's also uh, you know a lack of housing as well. Um, but if the government fails to invest in the in those housing, you know, particularly in social, it doesn't doesn't have to all be social housing. Um, but they they can't, you know, when the wait list for social housing is blown out as well, it shows that the government has, you know, dropped the ball on this issue. We also need the government to concentrate on those increased services and fixing our roads in regional Queensland, and that makes people more comfortable to move there. If the hospitals are fully funded and the hospitals are fully staffed, I mean, that's a one good start. Uh, and, you know, people will move to regional Queensland if there is good health and good education. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, let's talk about something uh, with the extension on two of the disaster flood grants application deadlines to give those affected um, from the rain last year and early this year an extra two months to apply. So that, that that's something that is obviously important. It's a change and obviously the eligibility is obviously – uh, there's question marks over it, but at least they've extended it for an extra two months. Oh, look, without a doubt, and as you know, Dobbo, <clears throat> this is something I've been calling for uh, because, you know, I'd heard from those primary producers who hadn't been able to start those early works or start the restoration works, um, and that meant that they <clears> – <throat> excuse me, Dobbo <laughs> – yeah. meant that they were unable to um, meet the grant deadlines. Like there was just no way – um, we've had so much rain as well this year uh, that places, particularly I know in the, the Lockyer and the Somerset regions, um, weren't able to get those grants completed and done. So whilst I called for, I think I called for six months extension, they have at least, um, oh no, sorry, I called for three months. They've extended it for two months. That's a very good start. Um, and I'm really pleased that Q Rider has listened to our pleas because you know, anyone out there that is listening that has or may have applied for one of these grants and and has been knocked back, I would really consider or get them to consider to have another relook at that application and see if it can't go in for um, another round. I think it is really important that we do support our primary producers. They've they've been so badly knocked around with these floods. We know that this coming wet season is going to be wet. Uh, so we really want to make sure those restoration works happen uh, and the preparedness happens before this um, wet season over Christmas. Do you think she um, – I mean, I'm always dubious when we've come out, but the, the, the modelling looks like we are in for another big wet season. Well, look, it certainly does. and But I think the issue, the issue is not only that it, we're expecting – you know, large rainfall. It's the fact that the catchment is already, you know, soaked. Um, particularly the when I talk about the southeast Queensland water catchment, uh, you know, around Wyvernhoe, it's a, it's a massive area that goes into those dams. Uh, when that catchment's already quite wet, um, obviously there are places that are still dry, but uh, in that catchment um, for Brisbane, there that it is very wet. So. I think that is what the biggest concern is, is that the water's really got nowhere to go. Yeah, you're dead right. Um, I, I, I absolutely think that this is one of the big things. Now, just quickly, this environmental bill that's going on in secrecy at the present moment that the uh, LMP are being kept away from, it, it is a real concern. Um, there is discussions going on for a change. At what point do we get to see the detail at what point do we – I mean, they're talking – they're going to be trying to control stocking rates 
um, on people's land. There's a lot of this kind of stuff and hysteria going on. This is a real concern for Queenslanders. Yeah, look, it is. It is a real concern for Queenslanders. Uh, this is um, this is a bill that I think will probably never really get the full details of what went on behind closed doors. It's been kept in complete secrecy. Uh, But unfortunately, we won't see those details until the bill comes to the House. So we can really um, make sure we know what is is going on and what the government intends to do with it. I think it is just another overreach by the Palaszczuk government. It's it's another way of the the government trying to control everything that happens in regional Queensland. if you're an agricultural producer and you're now going to have to question um, or, sorry, report to the government each each time you want to change your stocking rates, no, I mean, ridiculous. that's just, no, it is ridiculous. It's more red pressure or the stress of that. Uh, you, if you are lucky enough to own your own land, to be able to do what you wish on that land, it's, it's just another overreach from the government. But it's typical of the government that uh, even though, yes, they are in in government, the opposition still holds a majority of the regional Queensland seats and it is only right and proper uh, that we should be included in any of those discussions. But on typical uh, Palaszczuk government, we've not been included. It's a bit like the housing summit. We're yet to, uh, any opposition member is yet to receive an invitation to that as well. And unless we get one, it's pretty obvious that they're not being real about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Member for Nanango, Deb Frecklington, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Dobby. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more Rural Queensland today.